To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to episode 65 of the Diz Insider Show. Dang. Isn't that crazy? 65 episodes of this. 65. 65 episodes, 65 rumors of the week. Well, probably like 63 or something like that with like guests and stuff on the show. And only 63 <laughs> videos because this one's audio only. Actually, we probably had a couple audio only. Oh, yeah. Oh, 62 because one episode <laughs> had to be erased from the docket for <laughs> reasons. Because uh, Derek was naked. Yeah, that too. Um, Welcome in. Cool show today. We are going to go over the news. Uh, we're going to talk Eternals. Nick and I saw Eternals finally. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a lengthy spoiler-filled discussion. So if you haven't seen Eternals, I mean, you can listen to the spoilers if you want to hear it. Or you can save this episode, come back to it when you've seen it, and let us know if you agree with us, disagree yeah. with us. And if you just want to hear the news, uh, we'll we'll tell you when we're about to talk yeah. Eternals. There you go. A um, couple house cleaning items to get out of the way. We changed the layout of the website again, just yeah. only because the we. It'll make sense when I go talk about the next house cleaning item. But the the website we had a, prior to today was loading a little slow, and slow loading websites are never a good thing. Not only for SEO, but for you guys that go to visit the website. You guys want something quick, fast, and easy to read. Uh, so we retooled the website, and it looks nice. You know, it's a it's a good website. Second thing is, is we don't want to release a slow website on our brand new app. Mm, looking good too. Yeah. So if you have an Android, go to your Google Play Store, type in the Diz Insider. You're gonna have to scroll all the way down since it's a new app, and download it. So we are on the uh the Google Play Store now, and check it out. It's a really cool app. Um. You know, iOS will be out later this week. Yeah, which and I'm sure we'll throw some links to Yeah, the direct download so it's not as complicated. Yeah, hopefully we can get the iOS direct download uh, by the time this comes out. If not, you know, we'll, we'll add it for next week's show or even later on this episode. Um, Disney Catalog, again, will be back. Derek is still in Hawaii living it up while uh, we are living it up here in the studio yeah. without him. Hence why you're hearing my voice. There you go. More love hearing so your voice. than usual. There you go. Um, so, yeah, he's in Hawaii. Derek's having a blast. Um, you know, lucky him. Uh, yeah, lucky him. Lucky him. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanna, can yeah, we talk? go ahead. Tell, tell, the, yeah. tell the people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Derek's in Hawaii. As we're recording this on Sunday, I get a message from my sister. Uh, shout out, Stormy. Um that Derek doesn't have a phone anymore. So if I'm trying to get a hold of him, I'll have to get a hold of his wife. And I haven't been bothering him while he's in Hawaii. He should be on vacation. But, you know, I'm like, hey, I need more dog food. If you don't mind, where what kind of dog food will they get? And they order it for me. And But, you know, he's living his life in Hawaii. I don't want to bother him. That said, Derek and I still text. But as he texts with you all the time. Mm. They were kayaking today. I have no idea where. It looked like a lake. It didn't look like the ocean. I don't know. I think it was something to do, like, where they filmed Jurassic Park or something. It, it looked cool. Like Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Um, so they're kayaking, 
and everyone has, and it's couples, obviously. It's like my sister and her boyfriend are out there, uh, which is Derek's brother. Uh, Derek and Sam are out there. And uh, our friends, your family, uh, Zach and Jess are out there. And then Derek's parents are out there. So the, everyone's coupled up in the kayak, two and two. They put your phones in these little waterproof baggies. And you know Derek. He likes to, <laughs> he likes to do things he probably shouldn't be doing. Derek proceeds to take his phone out of the waterproof bag. And what what comes well, Yeah, what yeah, could you possibly Yeah, what happened? What could go wrong? He's like, I want I want a good picture of Why do you think they put him in the waterproof bag? Maybe because you're in a kayak. <laughs> Derek proceeds to take out the phone. And guess what happens? Sure enough, the phone falls out of his hands. And Derek, who is not a uh Tyreek Hill or Cooper Cup attempts to try and catch the phone. And as he tries to attempt to catch the phone, which he doesn't successfully do, by the way, he tips the kayak over with his wife in it as well. (laughs) And her stuff. And they all lost a a bunch of items. He lost his mask. He lost his phone. Lost lost her watch or something. Yeah, Fitbit or something. Oh, gosh, Derek. And uh, I call the phone, and it still rings underwater. (laughs) doesn't anymore um <laughs> it's lost to the velociraptors now yeah it's good job um he is messaging us through an ipad great sorry derek he i did find out though that <laughs> my sister was telling me he's like yeah he needs a new phone but like the nearest like t-mobile store is like two hours away <laughs> and who goes to hawaii to travel two hours just to go to a t-mobile <laughs> store what a good story it's like yeah i love my vacation yeah, I got um, the iPhone 13. Oh yeah, you 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 jump from the 12 to the 13. Why is that? Uh, no, no, uh, no I don't reason. want to talk no about reason. it. I, I don't just just listen to episode 65. Sorry, Derek. You know you're having a great time relaxing, having drinks, doing all sorts of fun stuff. I think it's fair we talk about this one little mishap. You I had. think so. So we get to pick some fun. Yeah, uh, we'll see you when you get back. He'll be back uh, next week for the show. Uh, for the Disney Insider show. We will bring back the Disney catalog with a new format. This show will ultimately get a new format, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Disney Insider Gaming will come back. He did drop a new episode of Disney Insider Gaming. He scheduled it before uh, he left for Hawaii. Um, and then I think uh, maybe to clear up some house housekeeping, house cleaning, uh, with the new formats coming out, you'll probably see it on the catalog first. We're going to test the waters. And then possibly uh, form this show into the new format. And then hopefully after that, we get some brand new material. Yes. So be on the lookout. I, If you haven't yet, go subscribe to the YouTube. Do all the good stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your family. It just helps us. I know you guys listening are probably already subscribed. So get the word out. Yeah. Leave us a review, a five-star review, and then maybe a, a nice quick written review. Uh, help us out here. Uh, th- when you review and subscribe and like these videos, it there's these weird algorithms that kind of put us ahead and most likely to be seen by people who also are interested in the, these kinds of topics, whether it's Disney, movies, TV, streaming, stuff like that. Yeah, helps us, helps us grow. And if you like who we are and our personalities, then we get to expand on that because we like who we are. Yeah, we, we like do. our personalities. Yeah, because we are who we are. <laughs> So, Thanks, yeah, Kasha. yeah. subscribe, do all that stuff, tell people about us. Nice. Shall we scurry through the news? Let's go. 
First up on the docket is we finally dropped the interview from the good Dr. Star, Bria Henderson, as she discusses her dream project representation and a potential Grey's Anatomy ep- uh, crossover mm. with the good doctor. Uh, Dempsey conducted this interview, and let me just tell you, Dempsey not only did a good job, but Bria just looked like she had so much fun talking to Yeah, I really uh, liked watching them talk to each other. Like, you know, it's not like they know each other or anything, but they talk so... It was like a conversation. Yeah, so natural. Yeah, and you like those kind Because one of my pet peeves with interviews is, you know, hi, I'm robotic. Let me ask you the same question a million times. Mm-hmm. I've, I, when I, Whenever Josh is interviewed or Dempsey, I've always told him, like, tr- I know you have to ask him the same question, but try and go out of the box with these questions. Try and ask him something that you might think they would never have been asked before. Yeah. Because I think that's just so much fun. It's like a breath of fresh air to them. Which is also really nice because in her interview, she talks about more near to the heart things, yeah. like her, her own project and stuff. So if you haven't seen it, she's a great actor, a great person, great personality. So go yeah. watch the video and give her a follow on everything, you know? she's yeah. Hopefully she makes it really big with her project and everything. She's making the rounds and... Yeah, indie uh, film festivals and stuff, or uh, TV festivals yeah. and whatnot. We've uh, we've tagged her in the YouTube video, so if you just check on the YouTube, you'll see her. Uh, give her a follow on Twitter; she's awesome. Um, the Simpsons <laughs> has a new, uh, I guess, short film coming to Disney Plus. It's called The Simpsons <laughs> and Plus Aversary, <laughs> and it's basically The Simpsons making it. They're celebrating Disney Plus Day by doing like a parody of a bunch of Disney shows. Great, which is awesome. Like love that. It's Goofy and Homer in this image. They released a poster and a first look image. Goofy and Homer are sitting at the bar, <laughs> or they're like in a like a lounge area. You like think that's a you think that's a cup of water or a, or a cup of straight vodka that Goofy's <laughs> drinking? <laughs> it's a gin and tonic. You know it is. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that comes out November twelfth. There's really not a lot to this um, that, that that I really know about, but it's. Um, <laughs> It's it looks like a really fun time. I want to watch it. Yeah. Their shorts on Disney Plus have been really good. Like, the one thing that's weird to a lot of people is like, oh, Disney's really going to Disney-fy, you know, The Simpsons. But they've been kind of mature still. They really have, yeah. yeah I like mean, the they let them do their thing. Yeah, and I like that. My favorite thing was when they did, uh, when they had The Simpsons introduce uh, Disney Plus, and Homer goes, they were talking about, like, this movie called Frozen, and Homer goes, and I can't believe what Disney just did. Did you know that Disney made a movie called Aladdin? It's such a ripoff of Disney's Aladdin. <laughs> it's <just laughs> so funny. So I, I like what they're doing. This looks like it could be funny, too. Um, Disney branded television. So if you don't know Disney branded, te- branded television, uh, this could be Disney Channel or Disney Plus. I assume this is Disney Plus. But they're developing movies based on the Kingston book series. I've never read this book series, Me by the neither. way, and I never heard of it. Um, Is there's it right outside of our timeline, maybe. I think so. I think it's after us. Um, there's two books: Kingston and the Magicians Lost and Found, and a sequel, Kingston and the Echoes of Magic. Um, they're being developed by Jane Starts, who uh, did Disney Sneakerella, which will drop any day now. Um, and it's based on the books uh, from the books authors Craig S. Phillips, Harold Hayes Jr. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, for those that don't know, the synopsis for the uh, first book follows uh, cousin Veronica and her, their childhood friend Eddie, 
Kingston works to solve clues, but one wrong move and his father might not be the only one who goes missing. Magic has all but disappeared in Brooklyn, but one tenacious young magician is determined to bring it back in this exciting middle grade mystery. Um, really don't know what that means. Um, it seems like it's headed for the preteens. Yeah, maybe this is Disney Channel. Yeah. Whatever. It's always good to have, like, new material. Of course. Um, aside from that, there's really not a lot of information on this. It's still in early development, so... New content is always good. That's my motto. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about this. TikTok is becoming uh, the place to see set photos. Uh, a TikToker took to TikTok. You know, <laughs> is that, is that how that goes? Huh? Is that yeah? Is that how that goes? And uh, posted some set video from Hocus Pocus Two, which is filming uh, in Rhode Island, I believe. And uh, you can see the young stars, Juju, uh, Juju Brenner and Taylor Henderson. Yeah, they're the young Sanderson sisters. So it looks like we're either getting flashback scenes or a quick, like, jump to the past somehow. I, I don't know. But the Sanderson sisters are not only in it, you know, as adults, but as kids. Yeah, that's interesting. You see a young Sarah Sanderson and Winifred Sanderson dancing, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm I excited for the movie. I it's been I a long love time. the original so much. I just I have to imagine it's not it's not just going based off of you know hype and everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I really hope they just found exactly who they wanted to write it, exactly how they wanted to do it, and did it right. I know we talked about it last week, but it's from the director of the proposal, which is awesome, mm-hmm. Sandy B, baby. And Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Another cool interview. Dempsey spoke with the voices of Pinky and the Brain, Rob Paulson, and Maurice LaMarche. Again, you can check that out on YouTube, or you can go to the site and read the interview and watch it. Again. What a fun time. These two have to be the nicest people I have ever seen. They were using Dempsey's name. They were calling him Bud. They were like appreciative of, yeah, of listening his time. to what he's saying, you know, because especially legends, yeah, don't have to sit there and just, you know, they can, they can, if just they wanted to, go by, answer the questions, get out of there. Yeah, they, they, they did. They were like, you know, they, they took the time, learned yeah, his it's, name. It's almost like Dempsey had interviewed them before, and they're like, "Hey, Dempsey, yeah. goodbye, Dempsey." Hey, bud, thank you so much. Really but like, nice people. Yeah, usually when you start an interview, you usually tell them, hey, you know, it's an you know, it's an honor. I appreciate your time. But they were telling Dempsey they appreciated his time. Yeah, which is great to and hear. And it just it makes you feel good as an interviewee. Mm-hmm. Um or an interviewer. Yeah. Um so it's awesome. Check out the interview. It's really cool. They use their <laughs> pinky in the brain voices. Yeah, the voices. They have a really heart heartfelt um little story. About, oh, when Rob Paulson was going through cancer. And Maurice would hold his hand. Yeah, so sweet. I was like, oh, my God. We have another interview. We can can tell you what it is. Uh, It's going to drop this week, hopefully. It's, it's, again, it's the rest of the Animaniacs cast, Mm -hmm. which features uh, Jess Harnell and uh, Tress McNeil Mm -hmm. uh, and the writer Jeff. uh, Sorry, sorry. I forget your name, but. We love you. Again, they were super nice, too. And they were using their voices, which is awesome. It, that's why I will go and watch the Animaniacs. Like, 
because you, when there's the people behind the camera or behind the mic is super nice. I want to support what you do, especially to people in our industry, like yeah. interviewers and producers, because we don't want to see, you know, we, we like seeing like the, when we're editing or when we're listening or watching, it's like, we appreciate these actors and what they do, but when they're nice to us, it just makes, it makes us so much better. And I didn't, I didn't want to leave him out. I'm, I'm trying to look who else was interviewed on here. It's Jess McNeil, Jess Harnell, and it's the, I think it's the writer or maybe it's the showrunner. Really nice guy too. Is it Greg? Oh, maybe it is Greg. Greg White. It is Greg White. It's Greg White. It's Greg. Okay. Yep, that's who it is. Which actually, I, which I feel horrible for not remembering his name, because he was he was actually really he had some good info on oh the yeah. on the interview. He like talked about it and everything. Yeah. So, so be on the lookout for that. <coughs> the weirdest news we're going to talk about today, by the way, Hulu is releasing Broken Lizards Quasi, a satirical take on the Hunchback of Notre Dame, starring the Broken Lizard guys. If you don't know what Broken Lizard is, you've obviously <laughs> never seen Super Troopers, <laughs> Super Troopers 2, Beer Fest, Beer Fest or Club Dread. <laughs> and they're all pretty hilarious, especially Super Troopers. God, this, I I have a feeling this is going to be hilarious. We talked about this before again, I believe. M- Hulu is all in on comedy right now. I love it. Vacation Friends. They're doing a sequel, Honeymoon Friends. Yep. They're doing Solar Opposites from the Rick and Morty guys. They have that uh, crazy animated series, Crossing Swords, Modoc. They're all in on comedy. Yeah, it's great. And I like Super Troop. Like, I saw Super Troopers when it came out. Was it like 2004 or three? Mm, I was yeah, like, I was early on. Yeah, I was like a f- eighth grader, maybe freshman in high school at the time. And it was hilarious, and it wasn't made for me, but I watched it anyways. Yeah, yeah. You, you then the sequel, the jokes. yeah, of course. Then the sequel came out, and I liked the sequel because I love the first one, right? And then now that we're older, like Beer Fest is more tailored to us, <laughs> yeah. And uh, now they're doing something with Disney and Hulu. Obviously, Hulu's a, a more appropriate because that's where your adult content sure. goes. Um, but they're developing, like I said, the satirical, satirical take on the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So uh, according to Deadline, the film follows a hapless hunchback who yearns for love but finds himself in the middle of a murderous feud between the Pope and the King of France when each orders the hunchback to kill the other. You can just imagine. Because the whole, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with those movies that Broken Lizard did, I feel like the hilari- hilarity yeah. within those movies comes from how big of a problem are you in and what possibly could happen? And they just make fun of anything that could possibly happen in that situation. Yeah. If you want to, if you're not trying, if you're not trying to buy it or you don't have the streaming service for it, they have a show, the, the, they have a show with most of the stars of, uh, like super troopers. Broken lizard has a show called, uh, I believe it's on A&E. It's called Tacoma FD. Oh, okay. It's a firefighter show, and it's a comedy. It's crazy. It's, it, that's what you the comedy you could expect. All right. Again, th- I believe this is Disney-branded television again. Um, this is a new Latinx animated comedy titled Primos Greenlit at Disney. Uh, Disney has ordered a brand-new original uh, animated comedy series from Natasha Klein. 
called Primos. The series will be based on Klein's very own childhood experience with her multicultural Mexican-American family. It follows a 10-year-old girl by the name of Tater, whose 12 Primos, which is Spanish for cousins, move in one summer together. They all get into wild adventures while helping uh, Tater realize her dreams. Um, Klein, if you guys don't, Klein is best known for her work on South Park and Big City Greens, which is completely, completely crazy. Um, It's... (laughs) I, I can only imagine how crazy this could be for Disney. First off, we all know families are large. Imagine 12 cousins all together. doesn't matter what race you're in, but this could be crazy funny, crazy good for Disney+. Plus, Like a, a, a their own family-friendly adult comedy, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. like a Simpsons. Yeah, I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, for sure. I have no idea when this will come out. But again, this is uh, Disney television animation, so we don't know if it's Disney Channel, Disney Plus, or who knows. It could be Freeform or FX. We we just don't know yet. It's still kind of early. Oh, here's some news that's going to make everyone go crazy. Gal Gadot, better known as uh, Wonder Woman, has Mm -hmm. been tapped to play the evil queen in Disney's live-action Snow White. Before I get into this, okay, this hold on. Before you get into what you're getting into, because I know what you're going to get into. I've seen all the Twitter posts and everything. Also, real quick, can you hear the fan? I can't. Okay. I'm crazy. Anyways, what I was going to ask you. You might from where you're at. I don't know. What I was going to ask you is, if you were to just plane out here, try and take bias out of it, plane out here that Gal Gadot is going to play the evil queen, then... Still no. It it's hard to take bias out of it because it's your because I've, I have such this attachment to like not only Snow White the movie but Snow White the ride and uh-huh. Snow White the 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 history the lore of Snow White. I'm gonna say something right now. Well, tell tell me, do you like this news? So unbiasedly yeah. or biasedly, I don't care. <laughs> I, I I will yeah, not thing, knock you. Thing for is, thing is, is I don't. I think the original was a much better choice which you'll get into in a second. But if I were to just hear Gal Gadot was going to play the Evil Queen, I would think, okay, yeah, she's hot right now. Yes, I agree with that. Going to play it. I'm sure it would turn out fine. However, if I heard this opposite, I think for sure I would have taken that any day of the week. Okay. My turn really quick. I like Wonder Woman. You know, the first one, it was good. But I'm going to call it how I see it. She's not a good actress, man. She's just not good in anything. She's I've not great. Outside of I won't Wonder, say the she's first not Wonder good. Woman. Uh, no, nah, she's not good, dude. <laughs> she's not good. <laughs> I, I've i seen every... Okay, her movies outside of Wonder Woman, like, think about it. Her voice acting in Ralph Breaks the Internet was bad. She's really bad in the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm just like, and I'm not saying she can't be good in Snow White, but I'm not expecting gold. Yeah. I like, just got to imagine, like, I feel like she's at a point in her career for a reason. I'm sure yeah. she puts out some good stuff. I'm sure she, when she was auditioning, it's great. Because also a part of it, like, you can be an actor, but you can have a director who's not into it, who's not yeah. pushing you. You know what I mean? Like, 
how many times like you could say the same thing for so many different actors. Oh, for yeah. I mean, I've seen bad like people who are I'm like, man, that's a bad actor. Like pull in a good role. Yeah. Now this is being directed by Mark Webb, who did uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer, which I love, mm-hmm. and the Amazing Spider-Man yep. movies. So you got to imagine so he th- knows what he's doing. Yeah, she's gonna play off of Rachel Zegler, and I'm sure she's gonna play off of more actors as they get announced, which will give me a little hope. But like, the two names I was hearing for the longest time were Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. who's coming off of a huge performance in A Star Is Born. Yeah. And she's also in House of Gucci. Yeah, was, you beat me to it. Yeah, and that's already getting Oscar buzz, and she looks great in it. Yeah. And then you have Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. Yeah. And she was in Mitchell's versus The Machines, and Ron's Gone Wrong. But, like, oh, she's going to be in Secret Invasion. Uh, like, I think Olivia Coleman was, like, the pick for a long time, too, until I heard about, like, Lady Gaga circling at one point. I would have loved to see Lady Gaga do it because <laughs> I just – she has pure emotion mm-hmm. in her performances, yeah. music, and acting. So good. I feel like you could have really made her crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll we'll wait and see. I know a lot of people. I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority. Like, um, I feel like with Gal Gadot, we, we'll move on soon. But I feel like with Gal Gadot, it's just going to be a... A formal, regal, I yeah. think it's going to be a very similar retelling of the animated series. Whereas I like to see hu- like a live action. I want to see that human give more. You know what I mean? Like I like I said, Lady Gaga could have made this the evil yeah. queen or the right? Evil Queen. Yeah. Evil Queen seem crazy, like hell bent, you know? That's true. For sure. I don't know if I'm going to see that with Gal Gadot. I think it's just going to be a, I don't know, lackluster, I guess. I will say this. Disney is, when it comes to these Disney villains, like Disney, especially the females, they are like getting big names. Like yeah. Angelina Jolie was Maleficent. We're going to talk about her in a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, You know, Emma Stone was Cruella. You have Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Um. Kate Blanchett was uh, the evil stepmother, so it's it's not like Disney's going for scraps. Like Gal Gadot, despite what I think of her, is just a big name. She's bankable. She's you know sh- there's just star power around her name. Um, people want to work with her. So th- th- I mean, it's a good choice in that sense. Like yeah. especially when who you're knows Mark Webb might bring it out of her. She might, yeah, he or definitely. whatever his vision is. Yeah. I'm sure he's not going to let yeah. it flop. You are so positive about this news, man. I that's, that's always good. try to be with that, entertainment. Hey, that's good. I, I don't know. I I do not. Uh, I cannot knock you for that. That's that's a great thing. Um, w- she did come out like hours later after this was reported by Deadline uh, to talk about her excitement in the role. Here's what she had to say uh, to two different trades: Variety and the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Godot said, "I'm really looking forward to playing this iconic villain." Uh, yes, of course. Uh, the people involved in this project are very special, so that's nice. Yeah, there's a lot I can't share with you. I mean, seems like you already aren't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not we've seen the animated movie though, so I mean, you can share it. Yeah. Uh, but the approach to the story is very different. Okay, maybe not, and fun and full of joy. I would think. I I just you have to be a little different. Yeah, of course. I mean, you look at like what they did with Alice in Wonderland. Did you like Alice in Wonderland? Eh, I what did hey, let me ask you, what is your favorite of the live action remakes? 
Oh man, that's a big question. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. I said Beast. Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book, Christopher Robin, Mm. uh, Maleficent. You have Jungle Book, Lion King, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, there's a lot. Cinderella. Did I say Aladdin Dumbo? Um, oh, it's so hard to say. I liked I liked Aladdin. So I, I r- did too. I liked Aladdin. It's hard for me to say because I feel like I don't like any of them more than I like the original animations. Oh, I don't. I I think you're in the uh, majority. There. I think so too. But that's why it's just so hard for me to pick one. That's fine, you know yeah. what I did. I do enjoy still rewatching Beauty and the Beast. Maybe I would pick Beauty and the Beast. I like Beauty and the Beast too. I like it, and I could still watch the live action more times. That's fair. That's real fair. So I think I would pick Beauty and the Beast. Nice. Okay. Uh, Encanto had its premiere last week. Uh, I believe it was like on Wednesday. Um, So the first reactions came out. uh, So I'm going to quickly read a couple tweets. Kevin uh, Poloey from Yahoo News said, uh, Encanto is a really good movie with really great music. Not going to be surprised if it's the one that gets Lin-Manuel Miranda that EGOT. And if you don't know what the EGOT is, it is like the big I won the big awards. So it's the yep. Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, and the Tonys. <laughs> and Lynn Manuel just needs the uh, the Oscar. Yep. Uh, in c- so the distracted Tatiana, don't know who where she's from, so I, I do apologize. Uh, Encanto may be one of the best films I've seen all year, so high praise. Oh. I was genu- genuinely touched throughout and couldn't stop myself from dancing in my seat. From pitch-perfect performance to gorgeous animation to the storylines that really hit home, this movie is set to be a classic. Uh, Aaron Fraggle, who is a uh, – we've had a mutual long-time uh, following. is uh, He says it's super cute. Stephanie Beatrice, Diane Guerrero, Jessica Darrow Shine. I love the music. The songs are so fun and lively. It's got a beautiful mes- message about self-worth, and it was refreshing to see some Afro-Latinx characters not just in the background but as a part of the whole. Yeah, I like so. that. Uh, Lyra Hale. Again, I don't know where she's from, but I really like this tweet. She said, Encanto had me crying, laughing, and enjoying myself from start to finish. It's a beautiful film with an amazing cast of characters that you can't help but love. Also, you thought you liked Louisa now? Wait till you see her truly blossom. You'll love her. Uh, Jenna Bush, who was at like Coming Soon, and uh, I'm not sure where she's at now, but she last I had seen her Coming Soon. Maybe she's at uh, Nerdist, but... Uh, nonetheless, Disney's Encanto is just lovely. It's full of so much energy and fun. I'm not always a f- musical fan, but Luisa's song has been in my head since the screening. It's the perfect family film. Also, cute animated rats are always a happy thing for me. <laughs> so, pretty positive reviews here. It's Disney animation. They always shine. Yeah, it's hard to not. Yeah. F- from the trailers and at least looking at it, is this something y- you're looking forward to? I or just actually, something that I actually am. I I think normally... Uh, I I steer away. I don't know why. I steer away from like these kinds of animated movies. Don't know why. I just do. Like even back in the day, I used to. But I always inevitably end up watching them, and I love them. So yeah, yeah, I am excited for it. Yeah, it it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. It looks like uh, I mean, it's really hard to say. It's it looks like anything, but it 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 has that same kind of vibe as like a Tangled or a Frozen. It's going to be a, just a musical. Yeah, I think so. Looks like it's going to have a little bit of comedy. You know, it stars Stephanie Beatrice from uh, oh, what's that show that I like? Brooklyn Nine Nine. So that's kind of cool. 
All yeah, right. I, looking at the characters makes me think like it's going to be rich in storytelling. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Uh, Encanto comes out here in a couple weeks, so be on the lookout for that uh, this November. This was some big news. Gael Garcia Bernal, who was in Pixar's Coco, he voiced Hector. He's been in a lot of things. He's coming in. Oh, he was just in M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Old, which is uh, not good. Um, I, I did not watch it. Yeah, but he's a good actor. He is joining uh, the Marvel Halloween special, which is an iteration of Werewolf by Night. Now, everyone thought for a long time, we all thought this was going to be a series. Uh, it turns out it's just going to be a Halloween special, so it's going to be their first Halloween special. Uh, we already know they're doing their Christmas special with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The Christmas special? Christmas uh, special? Uh, I, I think, think that's what it's I called. I think so. Yeah, uh, according to the rap, Garcia Bernal will be starring as the lead in the Untitled uh, special set to release exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So he's playing Werewolf by Night. Jack, so it's basically, it looks like uh, he's playing the main character. It's either Jake Gomez or Jack Russell, which were the two iterations of Werewolf by Night in the comic runs. Uh, again, I have no idea about this character, really. I know he does cross paths with uh, Blade and Moon Knight. You know, Blade's on the way. We're going to talk about Blade briefly here in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, Moon Knight's on the way. And I'd be shocked if this character doesn't cross over with Morbius at some point either. Like Dracula, Werewolf, like their own like monsterverse. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, cool news. I, 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 a Halloween special for Disney. That's crazy. First Christmas, now Halloween. We're going to get the Easter special. The Arbor Day special. <laughs> Featuring Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> uh, Disney's Chang Ken Dunk. This is a basketball series for Disney, or movie for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Maze Runner star or actor Dexter Darden and relative newcomer Ben Wang have joined the cast. All right. Darden will play a former pro basketball player who agrees to coach Chang, while Wang... We'll play Chang's best friend. Had to read that real slow. Yeah. A lot of rhyming words there. Yeah. Uh, the two joined previously announced Bloom Lee, who will play the uh, title character, and Chase Liefeld. As the title suggests, the film will follow a young Asian-American named Chang, a constantly marginalized, not popular high school kid who wants to play basketball. In an effort to join high school, the high school's basketball team, and to learn how to dunk, he gives his all and even falls in love along the way. Oh, how cute. <laughs> Lena uh, Waithe from Masters of None and my favorite movie in the last few years, Ready Player One, uh, wrote oh man, the film so and will produce. That one. Yeah. I've been listening to the sequel oh. on uh, audio <clears throat> uh, audible. So good. Yeah. I'm so about about to be finished with it. It was a really good book. Oh, can't wait for the movie. Um, but yeah, so there's some chink and dunk news. I mean... They're doing so many basketball uh, stuff, uh, projects on Disney Plus that I'm, like, getting confused at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say I'll go watch it, but I hope those who do enjoy it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this is what's cool. Cersei, Kingo, and Fastos from Eternals have arrived at Avengers Campus. Nice. This is what they're doing. Like, as new movies and shows come out, they're just dropping the characters with that. Like, yeah. we saw it with Shang-Chi. We saw it with Loki. We saw it with uh, WandaVision. Agatha was uh, at a... Mm -hmm. They Oogie had a little pop-up for uh, WandaVision, too. Oh, yeah. Picture moment. If you have the chance, go visit Disneyland. <laughs> it's yeah. a fun time. Marvel 
Avengers Campus. Yeah. It's really fun. See all your fi- it's it's crazy how many characters are now meet and greet characters. Yes, yeah, so especially many. Marvel. And they look good. They look yeah, good. they do. It's it's a fun time. If I'm you not don't lying. and if you don't know who Cersei is, Cersei is the Gemma Chan character. Kingo is the Kumail Nanjiani character, and Fastos is the Brian Tyree Henry character. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of guess, uh, give you guys a little background. Uh, this is kind of cool. Kim Cattrall is going to narrate Hulu's How I Met Your Father. She's taking on the Bob Saget yeah. role, basically, for this show. So she's going to play future Hillary Duff. I like it. Yeah, Kim Cattrall, best known for uh, Sex, Sex in the, in the City. City. Yeah, Sex in the City. I don't know how Hillary Duff, who's already an adult, I don't understand how her voice becomes Kim Cattrall. <laughs> but, you know, I'm all for well, it. Also, how does, well, I don't know. I guess Bob Saget has a. Well, David Henry to Bob Saget. That's, yeah, yeah I get it. It, it, was, it was, no, 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 not David Henry. It was, it was a, a, a Josh Radner. Yeah. Adult Josh Radner into Bob Saget. His, his voice just morphs? I guess. I guess. I don't see it. But I am excited for How I Met Your Father, despite not watching a whole lot of How I Met Your Mother. I loved it. Um, so this is going to be cool. It's going to be on Hulu. So Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you should click on the story and read my second paragraph. <laughs> okay. So scroll down, second paragraph. Let's read it. Let's Let's see here. This one here? Yep. This one. Uh, second one down. This one. Yep. Okay. So here we go. This okay, so this this story is uh it's titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever shuts down production as Letitia Wright recovers from onset injury. So read read that slowly again. They shut down production. As Letitia Wright recovers from an onset injury. And which so happened in <laughs> August. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this is Skyler's second paragraph here. Wakanda Forever had been filming mostly in Atlanta. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The one above that. Okay. The paragraph above okay, that. Because I was just about to read this. Okay. Here we go. Anti-vaxxer Wright sustained <laughs> an injury in late August while the film was shooting a sequence involving a stunt rig on location in Boston. At the time, Marvel Studios said the incident would ultimately not impact the shooting schedule of the film. Wright has since been in London while the film continues to shoot around her character, Shuri. This for this is big for a multiple yeah. reasons. The first one being it's it's almost like karma. It's one thing I I don't like talking politics here. This is a Disney show. However, if this is this information revolves around the production, a huge property. You I listen, I'm vaccinated. I'm not going to tell everyone, "Hey, you need to do it." Or you should do it. I think you should make your own decisions based on what you feel is right for you and your family. However, Letitia Wright goes and spouts her nonsense and throws it at people on set of Black Panther Wakanda forever. You know, Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't do that. Let people do their own thing. That said, this chick is Black Panther. She's got the Black Panther. It gotta be. You don't shut down a whole production for almost three months because she's not Black Panther. Like she's key. She's she's Black Panther. And that's not even just to say. So when you shoot down production, it's because you can't shoot anything else. Mm -hmm. If she was a side character like she was in the first movie, you could shoot around that. Yeah. You don't shut down production unless. She's in almost every scene. Yeah. And 
They've been trying to shoot around her as best they can. But think about it. They pushed this movie back already. Like, this movie was supposed to come out in July. Mm -hmm. They pushed it back to November. They had to do it. Like, she's Black Panther. That's what this story... This this is what this story tells me. I think so. So. I'd be very, very surprised if it was someone else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the film will return to production in uh j- January after the holidays. Um but yeah, obviously this injury was a little worse than what was made at the time because they were like, "Oh, it's a minor injury, it's not going to affect production." Sure enough, it's a a substantial injury that does affect production. And a man, like what is she doing as a side character? What is she doing that she's going to get injured? Yeah, right? That's crazy. Which also she doing her own stunts? I mean, good for her. She is. Oh, oh, boy. How do we talk about this story without causing uh, feathers to ruffle? This was shocking news to me for multiple reasons. Emilio Estevez, Coach Gordon Bombay, is not returning for season two of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney+. Plus. Per the per deadline, ABC Signature Studios, who produces the uh, the show alongside Disney+, Plus made the decision not to pick up Estevez's option for season two after weeks of back and forth with his team over the show's COVID vaccination requirement. The the studio ultimately decided not to renew Estevez's option and just adjust scripts to move forward on the new season. The trade also notes that creative differences also could have played a role into his exit. For those, for a little more background, Season two of the series, like many productions at Disney, they've adopted a mandatory vaccination policy for the cast and crew in Zone A, which was included as an option in, like, most return-to-work agreements between Hollywood studios and unions. So Zone A includes actors and crew members who uh, have direct contact with with each other. So that's why. Again, if they... It would have been hard to get him to do it. Plus, they they they're saving a lot of money. Apparently, he his <laughs> his options his his per capita for the show in season one was a lot. Apparently, so they're saving money here. But yeah, I won't get into the the whole you should you shouldn't. You know, he's not in the show. He has a right to not want to do something, and the Just studio the same as the studio has a right to say what they want. Yeah, exactly. So. It's Emilio Estevez. He didn't get fired. He wa- it was his own choice. It was Disney's choice. They it, it was their thing. So yeah. whether a hand is forced or whatever, yeah. it's just what happens. Yeah. Tyler Perry's <laughs> that's the funniest headline. Tyler <laughs> Perry's Sister Act three still a go at Disney with Whoopi. Love it. Uh, yeah. So we we've known for a while that Sister Act three is on the way. Uh, just a few months ago, Tim Federal, who did high, who's the director of High School Musical, the musical, the series, blech, and uh, better Nate than ever, the new show that's <laughs> coming out, and he directed Ferdinand. He's directing the show, um, but Tyler Perry gave a little update on the the series, uh, saying that the show is being it's still in early development. Uh, they're doing some writing on it, and that they are still a go. So, production supposed to kick off early next year. So, little update for you on Sister Act three. You know we love your Sister Act three news. <laughs> uh, big rumor here: uh, Rogue Squadron, uh, which is Patty Jenkins' uh, Star Wars movie, uh, apparently is getting pushed back as they are 
entering production on the Old Republic. This is a rumor from Star Wars Net Newsnet. Um, who they have a good track record. It's unconfirmed. Yeah. Apparently, uh, pa- apparently they're shooting early next year. This isn't Taika's movie. This isn't Kevin Feige's movie. So maybe this is. I don't know whose movie this could be. Don't know. Sounds like if it goes through and if it's legit, then it's just something to throw into the universe. People have been wanting for a long time an old Repu- Knights of the it's Old Republic a great, movie. It's a great story. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that Rogue Squadron's getting pushed back if that's the case, but, mm-hmm. you know, give me Old Republic. Um, Trying to read here. That's about it for the most part, looking at it. Um, you can check out a spoiler review from Max on the website. Check that out. Speaking of Eternals, though, we saw Eternals this weekend. Should we yeah. talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm fresh off of it. I okay. just saw it today. Well, what are your let's let's go old school Disney catalog. What are your overall thoughts of the movie? Okay, overall thoughts is I don't know how much this is encompassing, but overall thoughts and this is going to be spoiler filled. So if you do not want to listen to this part, please leave and then come back. Good call. Good call. Spoilers ahead. Um, so my overall thoughts is I was hyped for Eternals. I went in thinking, um. It was going to be a new foundation laid, and I left the movie thinking exactly that. I I watched the whole thing. I mean, it, the story, all of it, it was great to me. I, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said with Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a whole world in and itself. So what they did with the movie I think was great. They introduced a period of Eternals coming, saving the Earth, um, and in doing so, uh, brought on this new story that they're they're embarking on their own journey to enlighten the world or enlighten the universe, I should say. So, to me, they laid foundation for a brand new franchise. It's yeah. it's a new Guardians. It's a new you know Avengers. It's it's a group of super humans, basically gods, going out and, you know, we tell their stories now. Yeah. I liked how, by the way, I loved this movie. I liked how it went back and forth, and it wasn't like, oh, my God, I hate going back and forth. It was kind of cool to get. Yeah, they did it great. They they did weave uh, timelines very well. Yeah, and they were, get, they were doing their best to give backstory to all these new characters as best they can. Um, and I thought the special effects looked cool. I thought the 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 way the powers looked was awesome. And uh, I'd be you know, there's one thing. Actually, go ahead, finish. Go ahead and finish your overview. Um, yeah. I mean, aside from that, it, I liked how it introduced us to a new team of heroes. I like how it sets up the future of the MCU, not only for the Eternals but for different characters. Um, I thought you know. I thought there was nice uh, essences of comedy and humor, or I should just say humor. I thought there was some sadness there, some emotion that I thought was weaved in really nice. And, uh, yeah, I had a good time with the movie. Yeah, so I think, and I I will also be kind of talking like an amateur here because I'm not going to pretend I'm super well-versed in Eternals. Oh, I'm not either. But I think they did a very good job at telling you 
who the Eternals are and what they are because my thinking going into the movie was, or, well, I guess learning about the Eternals up until the movie was that these people were gods and perfect, and that's not the case. It's No, no, yeah, They were right. created as an option and are still, I guess you could say flawed in a way, in a sense that they are not perfect to their creator's eye. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a little interesting to me because it 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 offers a lot more storytelling. Um it offers, you know, the romantic connections, but that's I think what I was interested in is because I was reading a few comic books about the Eternals and Eternals think for themselves. They can be reset, they can do all these things. Um but they can think for themselves. They yeah. can decide what they want to do. And they gave them that option in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I found was super interesting about it. And because they can go into limbo, you can be punished as an Eternal, you can try to have a child as an Eternal, which, like, there's a new comic out that they try and do that. Um, that's ultimately how uh, I think Thanos is born, mm-hmm. um, because I think Titan... It was from two Eternals because I think Thanos is a child of an Eternal uh, mentor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You you probably know better than I would. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain. It was, yeah, Th- Thanos' mentor, and mentor was, uh, I can't remember the actual Eternal name for him because he took the moniker mentor afterwards, but he was the father of Thanos. And, yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting story. It's... Like I said, they laid the foundation for a big franchise. Yeah. Who are who are your some of your favorite Eternals? Okay, so yeah, in this movie, my favorites, um, I'm gonna say, uh, Kumail's character. I really liked oh, his. Yeah, I really liked his character. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know how to pronounce or say his. Uh, characters yeah. that can, eternal can i say the one character that should have been annoying but was actually kind of a refreshing like change of pace for me huh. was his assistant oh yeah i was like he should have not have worked as good as he did yeah he should have been like oh my god you suck but he was like oh my god he's really funny and he's he making, really was i really like that they re- kept him in there yeah, and they even too. made the joke almost at first because i was almost bummed in the movie uh, they go and, you know, find and gather up the Eternals again. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting at that uh, table and they're like, well, we got to go save the world. Better that the human doesn't come with us or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, at that point, like I was thinking like, no, don't get rid of this character. I kind of like this character. Yeah. And of course, they kept him in. So I was really yeah. happy. I liked uh, <laughs> I liked a lot of them. I'm going to say that I r- my favorite. Probably my favorite each time I keep thinking about it is Makari, the speeder. Oh, the great, great character. There's a scene where Druig, which is Barry Keoghan, who I also liked in the movie. I thought he was really cool. The mind controller. Yeah. I thought he was really cool. He was great. Icarus, like, laser beams him into the ground, and you think he gets killed or just injured really badly, and her... She starts beating, excuse my friend, she starts beating the shit out of Icarus in super speed. Like, yeah, like punching him like a million times. And it it can't even keep up with her. The the way they filmed the speed scenes was just so cool. Um, Fastos was kind of cool. 
with he was like building technology. That's, he was my other favorite. And here's the reason why he was my other favorite is because, and this might this might be weird to some people, but like the whole you know gay storyline that they gave him, uh, that to me was very powerful. Like he was able to find a family. And what speaks to me more about it, because the whole story was yeah. Fastos gave up on humankind, right? Yeah. So you don't just, you don't, it's not like he finds a woman and they birth a child. He adopts a child. Yeah. So he develops, a, I don't know, in a sense, a stronger emotional bond, not necessarily a familial bond, but a stronger emotional bond about why he doesn't want to let humankind die. Yeah, and I I thought their relationship it just worked. Oh, for sure. Like it wasn't it usually when you cuz this is like the first time Disney's really dove into this yeah. nature. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a gay character in Jungle Cruise, but like now we're getting into family and there's a kiss in there if you guys didn't know that. And it just kind it just worked. It like it sets you up like hey, this is my family. It doesn't throw it in your face like this right. is my family. I'm gay. It's like this is, you know, this is my son. They and then treat it like how the life kid, is. Yeah, the kid refers to one as dad and the other is dad. Like it's not like thrown in your face like people thought maybe that would have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just, it's handled like so naturally. You would and they come back. It's not like one and done. Like at the end of the movie, they come back around to it. So it's not like it, it just it just worked. Yeah, it, it wasn't like it wasn't force fed. Which is they, why they I love it so spoon much. Fed. It, they they basically like carefully spoon fed you like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what this character is, but this doesn't change who. Yeah, Fastos but is an eternal. Yeah, that's which I like. But that spoon had such a a, a, a rich flavor of whatever you were tasting. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just it was such such yeah. a good arc story arc for that character in particular. I will say this: um, that wasn't like. You every you would think like the kiss scene would be the thing where people are like ah oh, during the movie, which I I when I saw I'm like okay that's like it's just that's love that you of know course. that's two guys that's that's this guy his husband they're in love he's saying goodbye because he could to go <laughs> try and save the world yeah he, like you he's got to protect his husband and his son like that's how you, that was just like an emotional thing yeah what really got the audience shooken up in my screening of Eternals is the sex scene between Icarus oh, and Cersei. That kind of was out of nowhere. It, it, that was more like left field. And when we were in our screening and we we're took, watching it, we it was took, so... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot. I'll finish mine because it's quick. We took our daughter, five-year-old daughter, and <laughs> I don't know. You could say what you want. It's a PG-13 movie, but she's, you know, it's it's nothing crazy to me. But you don't that see came, anything. Yeah. You don't that see came out of left field, though, and we were like, oh, you don't, her eyes. you don't see anything there, but there's definitely a hump in there. Uh-huh. Yo, you know. Yeah, you know what's going on. And the the screening's quiet because it was just so out of left field that one guy in the back goes, everyone, cover your eyes, but look through your finger. And the whole theater just started cracking up. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, going back to uh, uh, the Eternals is yeah. – I really liked Gilgamesh and Thena's like connection with each other. Like oh, he took yeah. care of Thena when she was at her worst. Yeah. Like he had to beat her to keep her from killing people and he stuck by her side for thousands of years to make sure that she was safe not only to the world but to herself and he was the only one 
strong enough to stop it without killing anyone yeah. or her. Which was w- also a great pair yeah. storyline. And my f- one of my favorite scenes from the whole movie is when they're in the forest and he's like protecting her and saying, don't use your powers, don't use your powers. And he's like, uh, Gilgamesh is trying to just beat up the main deviant. Uh-huh. Who I would say is the weakest part of the movie is the deviant. Uh-huh. But his powers were cool. He's he's sucking up everyone's powers. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, for those that don't know, when he ends up getting his voice, his name is Crow. Uh, that's Bill Skarsgård, yeah. Pennywise, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, so I thought that was I thought their relationship was really cool. It's it's just so crazy to think that Angelina Jolie's in the MCU. Like, she's yeah. so good. Like you brought up the forest scene, and in that same forest scene, while he's getting you know trying to protect her. She's also like to speak for, you know, Angelina Angelina Jolie, two things here. One my my wife Lauren, she was saying how people said like she stole the show. No, I don't think so, not in my opinion. She's a great actress, but no, I don't think she steals the show. Even like to go on my my piggyback point here, she is a great actress. She can she can blow everybody out of the water, in my opinion, but they made it so that she didn't. But the certain scenes that she had, like in the forest, she was like, like she can't look at war, basically, or it just yeah. triggers her. And so, like, you can, like, see her, like, struggle, like, trying not to see what's going on because she cares about him you so much and I doesn't want to freak out. There, there are big name stars in the MCU when you think about it. Like, there's legendary stars. But, like, Angelina Jolie is, like, A-list big name star. Oh, like, yeah. Chris... Chris Evans was not a list star when he joined. Like, yeah, he was in Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and you know, not another teen movie. But like, this is Angelina Jolie we're talking yeah. about. This is arguably Os- one of the biggest actors you could think y- of. Yeah, like just big name actress, Oscar nominated, oh, Oscar winner, um, just powerful actress, action star. She could do it all. Yeah. Then she's in this movie, and what you were saying is when you when you saw her when she was thinking about war. That's when I had seen, like, oh, my God, Angelina Jolie starting to act circles around the rest of the cast, mm-hmm. even though the the rest of the cast wasn't better. But you could just tell there's a step up in acting talent because she's done it for so long yeah. and she's so good at it. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from the other Eternals. Like, Salma Hayek was cool. I liked how she was a leader. Um, it does suck that she died. This is what was crazy is I had no idea Icarus was going to end up being the bad guy. You know, I had pseudo bad guy. I had a feeling he was because for some reason I thought he had something to. Well, I guess I was right in a sense. I thought he was somehow leading the deviants in a way before I went to go see this movie. So, oh, and he he didn't lead them, but you know, kind he was, of he was trying to make the process. Yeah. So I forward. I had a flicker of it in my head already. I I kind of lost it, but then when it came back, I wasn't necessarily surprised. Yeah, I. It's just they, they. I thought the Eternals all had their moments to shine, like Gilgamesh, like punching a deviant, Athena just being a like a crazy warrior badass, yeah. Makari the super speed, Druid controlling people, um, Sprite. Even we forgot to mention Sprite. It's crazy how a young girl had to play in a, basically a thousand, like a, almost millennials. Mo- yeah, yeah, like a kid but an adult at the same time. And it was like Peter Pan. Like they were saying, she's like Tinkerbell, like. Kumail said that you you love yeah. you love Icarus, but you can't love him because you're you're st- you're a kid and you'll always be a kid. Right. Yeah, that might have been the weakest Eternal for me. I didn't like the turn where she's like, "Here, I can make you young again," which was kind of nice, but yeah, it was, it was just like eh, you're not an Eternal anymore. Exactly. She like 
that that's gone. She's no more. She, I think it makes sense because if you did an Eternals two, you can't use her again. She's gonna be older. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can't can, recast because then you can do a you know you can do a uh, cameo if you wanted to. Uh, I guess that's true. like uh, they can whatever. use her as like a regular human. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she can know what go what's going on. D- Dane, what did you think of Jon Snow, Dane Whitman? Um, I thought he was gonna have a bigger part, honestly. Yeah, I did too. So, I thought he was gonna have a bigger part, and I thought Icarus. One thing I wish, and I'm sure they shot it. I'm sure it was just cut. Is they were teasing about uh, Icarus's like why he left Circe. Oh, right. Yeah. So they teased that kind of the whole time, and you never you understand it's because he knew that you know everything was a lie pretty much. You understand that like he couldn't keep that secret from her anymore or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like there was something more to be had or said there because he left for, I would imagine, hundreds of years. And I don't know. I just feel like it was left open. Yeah, for those who haven't seen it yet or for those that know, uh, he has, Dane Whitman uh, has a very, Kit Harrington has a very small role in this movie. He does. Beginning, at the end. Bigger in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, it kind of ends with... uh, the big old celestial character grabbing, you know, the three remaining on Earth, which is Cersei, Fastos, and Kingo, mm-hmm. basically saying you took you you stopped what I was trying to do, what we're, what you're meant to do yeah. to protect the humans, let you do what you want to do, yeah. but I'll be back to figure very, out if it was a good idea. Yeah, very much teasing a sequel, and Dane Whitman was just about to tell her like I I'm I'm basically the black the I'm black a, knight. I'm the black knight and. There's the f- we'll talk about the first or second post credit scene. He goes to open up the sword, and the, I, apparently the sword, if he touches it, that's what gets him the armor, uh-huh. the power. Um, so almost like a not but an eternal, what, but his own hero to stand ag- with the Eternals. I wasn't too versed on the Black Knight either. Obviously, is you know a lesser Marvel character, big, big potential, big, big storylines in the comics, but I wasn't too keen on it. So I was reading up on it and. From what I read, like, the Black Knight didn't have the greatest... Like, he says in the movie, you know, he has some family history or whatever that he didn't know about. And he kind of says it in a, like, a a sullen way. And it's because the Black Knight was known as, like, a supervillain back... uh, That's what I thought. Like, his previous uh, version of the Black Knight was kind of like a supervillain. Yeah. Although, Dane Whitman, I don't believe, is a villain i think he fights alongside the avengers yeah i think he wants to save sir you could tell he wants to save cersei so as he goes to touch the blade in the second post credit scene we hear a voice and that voice is none other than our new blade mahershal ali so that was kind of cool it's our first tease tease to blade not a lot of people are going to catch it unless you know mahershal ali so there you go but it's that first post credit scene that everyone went nuts for while the three eternals are stuck being caught Angelina Jolie's Thena turns to uh, Druig and Makari, and they they and she knows it's like oh my god we got to go back something's not right. Yep, they haven't heard from them on Earth. Yep, and then uh, in comes another Eternal because there's other Eternals out there. Yeah, which is actually a big Eternal. Uh, Star Fox is what he's known as. Yeah, um, but Eos I think or Eros Eros, Eros him and Pip Pip I believe right. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Pip is Nick Kroll. 
Is that who I didn't look at the actor, I but I Nick knew Kroll. I knew I knew the name. I'm gonna look it up right now. It's it is I think it's Nick Kroll. Um and guess who's playing Star Fox, the newest eternal, the brother of Thanos. It is none other than Watermelon Sugar himself. Mr. Harry Styles. Mr. Harry Styles. And boy, oh boy, you thought he was sexy as Harry Styles. Wait till you see him as an eternal. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't disappointed at his little appearance it was good he's just like hey like i'm here i'm an i'm a new eternal you know i'm here to help you guys out so that's cool another tie to the eternals and they do that thing which marvel's now is known for after post-credit scenes is blank will return yeah blank will return of and it, of course it says eternals will return also so. pip was played by Patton oswald Patton oswald thank there you, you. big name um why did i say nick kroll Patton Oswalt, which is crazy because he's already been uh uh Modoc. Yeah. I mean not in the MCU right, but right, on right. the Hulu show. But again, he joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but it, that's a that's a big one though. That's it's huge. Star Fox is coming in. He is the brother of Thanos. The good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I don't know what Star Fox's powers are. It'll be interesting. So the the biggest power for Star Fox is that he can control people's emotions oh it's not so very similar to druig however druig can like tell people what to do but star fox can control their emotions interesting so he's got like superhuman power all that stuff but his main thing is controlling emotions pip introduced this character and he's like he walked with a little bit of swag like i'm star fox i'm the brother of Thanos. you know who i am yeah which I believe that character, again, I'm not super big on Eternals, but I believe Star Fox is, like, one of the, like, oh, big shot Eternals. Like, he he, he gets stuff done. Oh, okay. And apparently in the comics there are a bunch of other Eternals out there. Yeah, I a have ton of them. Like, it's basically, if you don't know the the story, they explain it in the movie where, like, every, what, million years yeah. uh, a new celestial has to be born and celestials are these uh basically these cosmic beings that expand the universe essentially they create new worlds and life and stars it's so crazy so eternals are sent to make sure that happens pretty much uh, so wild it is and you know what's funny and i'm super i'm really i'm really excited to see how they play this out because the way they describe it is these cosmic entities expand the universe, their universe. Oh, I see what you're, where you're going with this. There's a multiverse yeah. coming. So I got to, like, what what happens there? Like, you've just introduced these godlike beings that are being told what to do from literal gods. Oh, yeah. And there's you, just going to be multiverses you, of them? You brought up a good point. I, I forgot about the multiverse already. And it's so weird because now you're you're introducing the multiverse characters that are part of their own universe while you're establishing a multiverse. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. So up next is Spider-Man No Way Home, which everyone's going ballistic for. Uh, in between there, we're going to get Hawkeye in November mm-hmm. and then Miss Marvel which I believe is early 2022. Uh, then we get Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, I believe we get She-Hulk next year as well, and maybe Moon Knight. 
2022 is stacked with uh, Marvel content. So it just makes me wonder when we will get uh, the Eternals. Okay. Uh, One thing I did want to bring up because I'm pulling it up here just to confirm my thought because I remember seeing it in comic books. Yeah. Go b- going back on the Eternals. Uh, basically what happens in it is, uh, uh, like we just said, Eternals are supposed to let these uh, celestials be born. So Earth was one of these, uh, for lack of better words, the soil for the seed in which the celestial was born. Uh. So Eternals were there to make sure that celestial's born. They do not. The celestial is almost born, and you see him emerging from the earth and then get frozen right oh yeah yep 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 so which was a cool shot it really is that was cool i liked watching i didn't know what it was at first and then i'm like oh my god those are fingers yeah that's a hand and then you like see his head start so cool so in my being that i i do read the comics uh a, a fair amount uh especially avengers i know that the avengers Make a base in a dead celestial. That's awesome, isn't it? Is it gonna? I wonder if so. It's gonna so be I'm that looking. Celestial. I'm looking it up right now because uh, it can't be Arishim. He's not on. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not. It's not Arishim. Uh, this one's called like to uh, something with a Tamut, Tiamut, Tiamut, something like that. Tamat. Yeah, like that. So as we know, as we know, they had the Avengers Tower. Of course, that was destroyed. It is then the Avengers compound, which I also believe was destroyed. So now where are they going? I think the Eternals just set that up for us, and they are now going to make their base in this dead celestial because I'm pretty sure I'm I'm trying to trying to figure it out for you. How do you how how do you destroy how do you destroy your base when your base is a celestial? Here you go. Okay, here we go. Uh, Avengers Mountain is what they call it. And yes, the Avengers lived inside a dead corpse of a celestial. This one says it's a celestial uh, progenitor. That is awesome. However, that if you're telling me they didn't freeze a celestial and it's set up yeah. while the yeah. Avengers don't have a base, you're shitting me. Yeah, oh, of course. you. They're going to this <laughs> celestial. Oh, yeah. They're going to set up shop in that dead celestial. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, I I felt so cool when I when I saw that happening. Like, oh, I, was, I was like, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. I can call it because wow. I didn't hear about it. You know? Yeah, but that's I just, awesome. I didn't even know. Felt, I felt like one of those fanboys, those comic fanboys. You're like, oh, I'm gonna cosplay. So, <laughs> I'm gonna cosplay so hard next time. So yeah, I think they're gonna be setting up the new Avengers base in this dead celestial, which later I believe turns into a. Uh, a space one like uh, they have multiple bases comic books are really crazy got to read the comic books that's insane um but overall let's do it out of 10 where do you what do you give eternals <sighs> out of 10 i'm going to say eight and a half. yeah i think i'm right there with you on that i, th- I was thinking eight and a half too um yeah i think the reason f- like i'm not giving it a 10 or a 9 even it's not a perfect movie, but it's not. It's nowhere near a bad movie or even a good movie. It's just an. It's a great. Movie. I think it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Great storytelling. Yeah. Considering the amount of story you have to tell. Yep. You could have told 
the amount of characters involved in it that are main characters, great movie. Yeah, and I and I said this when I was doing my Q and A. I w- I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes the critics movies are watching, but this movie is not slow. It's like really fast paced, and I think the action so too. like you it kind of hits. You have to try and keep up with what's happening. Yeah, it's. Yeah, so I'm not sure what happened there. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but man, I I got to say the Rotten Tomatoes score on this one's just off yeah. to me. It's just off. Um so we're on the other side. We we both liked it. We're both giving it an 8.5. Let us know what you think of Eternals once you've seen it or have seen it. Uh give us your score. Tell us some of your favorite Eternals. What you thought? Did you agree with Nick and I? Did you disagree with us? And uh yeah, we'll we'll uh, the next m- Marvel property we'll talk about is uh, Hawkeye every week up until Spider-Man No Way Home. It's time for that fresh, fresh drum roll, Nick. (gasps) Months ago, and by the way, it's rumor of the week time. (laughs) I had to clarify that. Uh, Months ago, we talked about Snow White and how they were considering... Uh, little people for the dwarfs, as well as big name actors uh, for the the dwarfs. So it's like a mix of like big name actors being shrunk via technology uh, and l- actual little people. Um, I have seen on recent grids a big name for uh, Grumpy. Ryan Reynolds' name is still floating around for Grumpy. Really? I've seen his name on a couple grids already for Snow White. Um, He's not in talks, so don't go out and report that I said he's in talks or it's going to happen. But this could mean they're interested in Ryan Reynolds. They're either they want a prototype Ryan Reynolds for Grumpy. Um, I still think they should be going after Peter Dinklage. I think they're crazy um, if they don't go after him. But yeah, Ryan Reynolds names on grids. So take that as you will. Ryan Reynolds in Snow White as a dwarf. That'd be kind of cool, especially if you're still doing little people and a mix. Like, I, I, I think you could get away with that. Yeah. They're going to want more big-name stars on this project. They do it with all their other live-action remakes. Why not do it with this one? Uh, so that's your rumor of the week this week. Love it. I would like that. Me too. It was a good show, right? I think so. Nice. We like Eternals. It was awesome. Now yeah. we got to go and edit this show and get it ready because Derek is in Hawaii again. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, you can check out all the stories we talked about on thedizinsider.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Like, comment, and share these videos. Don't forget uh, forget to give us a review. We'll read your review on the show, five-star reviews. If you're going to give us a one-star review, don't review it. Don't review it. Just tell us in the comments, hey, do better. And we're trying to do better. Uh, Don't forget, if you're an Android user, don't forget to download the Diz Insider app iOS users, don't worry. Your app will be on the way later this week. Nick, do you have any house cleaning for the before we wrap this bad boy Thank up? you captured everything. Let everybody know to follow us. Give us that voice mm-hmm. that we want. And I don't know. That's that's pretty much it. I think, think that's really good, Nick. I think Thanks. you nailed it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. One more thing, though, before we go. I forgot to tell you. You ready for it? I'm ready. Play me that sweet, sweet outro music. When? And a one, a two, a three, a four, a five. This is crazy. We'll see you next week. Derek's back. Bye. Bye.